This week on Movie Time Machine, a man accidentally gets into a time machine and travels back in time nearly an hour. Finding himself will be the first of a series of disasters of unforeseeable consequences. This is Time Crimes. Welcome to Movie Time Machine, your retro movie review podcast where we take movies from the past and relive them in the present. This week's movie is Time Crimes, written and directed by Nacho Vigalando and released in the year 2008. I'm your Time Machine host, Chad, and I want to introduce you to my Time Machine co-host joining me today. First, he is our living encyclopedia of movie knowledge and NES cart collector. It's James. Uh, hi, I'm happy that I am the encyclopedia, yet I just asked the first question. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. He, <laughs> he lives it he lives in entertainment pass more than a present. That's Casey. What's up? Hello. And it's Mr. Scaredy Pants himself, our movie time machine horror expert. It's Jamie. I'm just like collecting crucifixes for the next Conjuring movie to drop. Oh my god! <laughs> it just did on HBO Max, didn't it? Next weekend. Next, next oh, weekend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. As always, before we get into our topic of the week, our movie of the week, I want to share with you guys what I've been watching since last time we got together. We jump back into The Handmaid's Tale, right? Oh. Yep. And uh, so season four. I don't know. I thought. There was a word that this might be the final season. I'm not sure. I hope it is because it's getting a little too dark, I think, even for me. Um, so see how it goes. We're like four episodes deep. Hopefully dive into some more of that tonight after the pod. But yeah, that's what I've been diving into lately outside of that. So, um, what do you guys been up to? What have you been up to, James? A uh, couple different things. I've been watching Mayor of Easttown. Uh, that Kate Winslet show on Murder Durder. Yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for someone to do it. <laughs> if, did anybody watch uh, The Killing? It reminds me a lot of that show um, so far. So, I did. Uh, That's a very good one. Yeah, there's one episode left. And this is one of those HBO series, yeah, again, where it's just like a mini series. I think it's done after the seventh episode and just call it quits. So that's always awesome. I love those. Because uh, they just, I think, leave it all on the table, which is awesome. So, uh, yeah, got that going on. And then um, we finished Jupiter. Oh, I always want to say Jupiter Ascending, but that's not right. Jupiter's Legacy. That weird superhero one with the guy that plays Ted Hamilton on Netflix. Oh, God. Josh Dumel. No? All right. Well, anyway, superheroes. No, Josh <laughs> Dumel, he's a Vikings fan. Yeah, he's, and he's in all those uh, North, fan, South yeah, Dakota Minnesota ads, guys. right? The North, yeah. He's the North Dakota guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I don't know. North he's Dakota, in. South Dakota, I don't know. Just needs to be Dakota. One right? of one of them. <laughs> Dakotas. That's going to straight Jerry Lewis. That North Dakota, South Dakota, Illinois, and okay, nobody knows that one. All right, never mind. Uh, and then, last but not least, <laughs> I've been watching. Oh, I just started uh, the mini series to lead into season one of Battlestar Galactica, which I've never seen. Ooh. Which is actually sorry, I was waiting for the build up and then I realized, oh, so none of you guys have watched it either. Okay. I thought that was a really Bears, Pete's <laughs> Battlestar Galactic. 
that's all I know of the show. So I don't. I started it. I've heard good things about it as a sci-fi show, and uh, so far I'm enjoying it. But I'm only on like the first part of the miniseries, and like I said, there's like a part one and part two, and then it gets into the uh, seasons of the show, which is four seasons. What is that on right now? What are you watching that on? So the miniseries part, I had to like internet it to be like, hey, how do you watch Battlestar Galactica? Kind of like how what's the right order for Star Wars these days or Marvel? Uh, the miniseries is on Tubi, um, which is also where I watched The Postman the other day. Um, so Tubi, I'm very new towards. Uh, it's just another um, app where there's movies with commercials and the commercials aren't that long or bad. So, um, And then uh, the rest of it, I think, is on Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. All right. All right. All right. Been... Next up, Jamie. I want to get to, um, there's a good Portlandia uh, skit where they binge uh, Battlestar Galactia. Galactica. <laughs> I like Galactia better. Galactia, Battlestar Galactia. That's the sequel, right? The sequel, Galactia. <laughs> That's like the generic toy. Um, the Walmart brand. brand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Galactica, Galactia. I like- I was telling the buddy at work, I'm like, that I did this. I'm like, oh, I just started this. I'm excited to get into it. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, isn't there like a bunch of seasons? Like, isn't there like Battlestar Atlantis? And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that's Stargate, but also probably <laughs> the exact same lines of absurd, too many seasons of. Well, there's, there's Star Trek, too. Isn't there like three different flavors of Star Trek, like different casts and people who play different characters? Yeah. Well, and I Star think Star Trek Scott- was only like three seasons, right? Well, no, really? Scott Bakula jumped into, like, a new one, like, and, and it was, like, pre-Enterprise. Oh, I, okay, I see what you're saying. Like, the yeah. different iterations of Star there's Trek. Like, there's, like, a billion hey, of them. Original, Next oh, Gen, is, Deep uh, Space Nine. Deep Space Nine, yeah. yeah exactly. like the, it's, like, one is about, like, the tugboat version yeah. of, of a Star Trek. Is that what it is? I, I've, I know nothing, nothing about Star Trek. Literally nothing. But there's, well, like, uh, what's-his-face and what's-his-face? William Shatner say- and... Well, I was going to say Dean Cain and Scott Bakula between the Stargate and the Enterprise show. Yeah, that's true, too. That's true. Scott Bakula, better known for his role in Quantum Leap. That's right. You know, yeah, there's not any of those shows. I just had a Quantum Leap like, you know, like sometimes like how your memory Speaking is, of time travel <laughs> isn't 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 as good as you think it is. Right. So. I swear to God, when I moved from Texas to Minnesota, I swear I started watching Quantum Leap. And like, I remember like finishing it when we moved or like that first season finished or whatever, when we moved back to Minnesota. But then I read as like, oh, it didn't come out till I even like after we moved from Texas. So it wasn't even on when I lived in Texas. But like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know where I would have watched it at that time. But anyway. That's <laughs> wow, that's a cool story, Hansel. I've never been to Mumbasuvius. Do you remember the show? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. So yeah. at least you remember the show. It was good enough to remember. Yeah. I was gonna start dogging it because like, oh, you don't even remember watching it. Anyway, Casey, what have you been up story, to? That counts. Oh man. So a lot of things completely not like movie related. Uh I needed a new uh, weed whipper for my yard so i spent a lot of time watching youtube videos researching the best electric battery powered weed whipper because you know once you buy something like that i want to invest 
in that brand so that I can share the batteries among all the future ego tools baby that I need to buy. That's exactly what I went with was ego after watching all the reviews. Like the detachable uh, was, where you can like get like the edger and get like the tiller. No, not even that. Oh. Like I'm going to get, I would need a, uh, a, my next thing will probably have to be a new lawnmower or a snowblower. And I know that you can just use the same batteries in all the things. So it's yeah. like, I'll just buy into that same family. And they, uh, all I got the, the mower last year. I got the mower oh, nice. last year. Yeah. It's fucking I just rules. got the weed whipper. I'm going to get the mower next probably. Sweet. Either that or a snowblower. That and uh, my other, I found this dude on YouTube, Mark Rebillet, I think uh, is how you say his name. He's like a loop artist, kind of like, uh, shoot, what's that dude's name? Uh, Reggie Watts. If you know Reggie oh, yeah. Watts, he's kind of like a yeah. loop artist. I love Reggie Watts uh, from Montana. Yeah, Mark, yeah, Mark Rebillet is this dude who like started streaming on Twitch, I think. Uh, during the pandemic every single day and he would just make up these songs and it's just super entertaining so i've been like diving into the rabbit hole of all of his past streams and just listening to this random music because it's always just really entertaining cool awesome on casey if you ever need a leaf blower the ego leaf blower is oh dude a good investment too it's that's the family (laughs) i'm buying into like from what everything i was researching uh, I that's the thing I'd never heard of that brand. All the other brands I knew of, like Dewalt and and all these other tool brands or you know, mower brands, but Ego or Ego or whatever it's called, I'd mm-hmm. never heard of it. So I was like, really, this is the best one. Um, but from everything I could, I, I looked up, like that, they're pretty awesome. Yes, so sir. I bought in, got the weed whipper. Uh, weed whipper, cool. Jamie, what have you been up to? Well, I'm gonna. Uh, back clean up here with relevant uh, content for both Casey and James. So for the weed whip situation, similarly, <laughs> I, <laughs> whip it, whip it good. I I went with the Echo model. Uh, love it. Can't say enough good things about it. Also battery, but I did not plan ahead like you did, Casey. And Jamie's garage is just a disaster. I've got the Echo <laughs> battery powered weed whip, but I got a Black and Decker battery powered leaf blower. And this all started because I bought a gas Toro mower with an electric Mm. start. So I kind of just screwed myself from the go. So I'm cool with mixing and matching plug-in stuff because it's plug-in. It's whatever. Get whatever brand you want, whatever's cheap, whatever you like. But the battery stuff is where I was like, I don't want to buy 13 different batteries from all these different brands. Because they're expensive. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. I know I goofed. I goofed. It's all good. You can fix it. You can correct it. You can Craigslist that stuff yeah, and uh, right. get rid of what you have and get new stuff. Yeah. That's true. It's never. It's never over. Is there? Is it? Uh, is it not PC anymore to say weed whacker? Is weed whipper the the PC term? Oh, I was just saying. Thank you for bringing that up because if I if you guys didn't all just start the conversation with weed whipper, where it I was okay with just starting to say it, but yeah, weed whacker is exactly what it's called. <laughs> so I was with you on that one. I, I think it's regional because I grew up in Colorado. It was a weed whacker, at least in the McManus so, like, house. It, it was. Really I've never, I've situation. never heard, I've never heard weed whipper ever before in my life until tonight. I Minnesota. That was the first time I heard it too. But I've been, I've lived in Minnesota, Minnesota for for twenty thirty I plus say years. Weird shit, man, <laughs> what can I say? I, I've lived in Minnesota for all my Minnesota. life. Minnesota. <laughs> so not regional maybe there's a region of whackers and a region of whippers yeah i don't, I don't know, know what that's about don't uh, know. or weed trimmer <laughs> that's no, no, no. okay yeah. hey trimmer case, yeah 
Casey, Google it. String like, trimmer. Is... It's string trimmers. What they're called. String like, that's trimmer. The technical Just name. Just go up Menards. See what a, it, what comes up if you do weed whacker. I like. It, there's got to be an actual name. Kind of like you, you look at and you got facial tissue. <laughs> I need a grass shaver. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's Yard gonna be a grass trimmer. I know it. <laughs> so well, if I search weed whacker or weed whipper, it's the same exact results. I need no. to get uh, my yard. I need to go uh, what a low and uh, low and tight. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jamie, I'm gonna get some white sidewalls. Jamie, I have a fifty-fifty shot. I have a, I think it's, I don't know. I, it was a clearance one at Target for the leaf blower. It was like green works, whatever, and it works for just they fine. They were high on the list when I was reviewing green works. And then, uh, yeah, my weed whacker is Black and Decker, and it's because it was free from my wife's parents. And then my lawnmower is, wait, drum roll, rotary. I don't do gas or electric. I push. That a boy. He must have a small yard. I do. Uh-huh. I do a smaller yard. Yeah. It probably still takes me, yeah, probably like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes for the front um, and, I don't know, 10 minutes for the back. James mm. has a small yard but huge forearms. You have to be on it, though, with a roller because if it gets too high, you're toast. Right. Unless you're just like a super hacker with it. But Okay, today on Lawn, <laughs> lawn <laughs> Care on Talk. Lawn Line Machine. Keeping Wait, it green I, I in the Minnesota scene. I had something oh. for James, though, because he was mentioning, ah, oh, you know, I don't know. It's a very common problem these days with so many streaming services. Um, I have an app, and I'm sure there's tons of these, but it's called uh, Just Watch. And you just punch in the movie or the TV show, and it'll tell you what streaming service has it. Gotcha. Yeah, I press the microphone on my Roku and say Time Crimes, and then it tells me where it's free. That'll do it, too. Yeah. Technology is um, a beautiful thing. Yeah, which I believe also was on Tubi, <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> so, but you would think from all this last conversation, we would be watching Lawnmower Man. <laughs> <laughs> that one's next. Um, <laughs> all right. Now for the movie of the week, Time Crimes. It's our big group here. This is like our third time travel movie in a row. So we did like 12 Monkeys, Primer, and now Time Crimes. So... We'll just do some quick uh, box office stuff and some ratings and reviews, kind of how it did. Then we'll go into our thoughts on the film. So, box office. It released, it, it premiered at the Fantastic Fest in Austin, Texas. Austin, Massachusetts. Austin, Massachusetts. Um, on September 2007. Um, then it actually premiered in, or opened in Spain. On June 27th, 2008, then open in the U.S. December 2008. But it was only in a couple theaters. It wasn't very, you know, it wasn't like a wide release at all. It was like two theaters, seven theaters max, an average of like two and a, about okay, two and a half makes, week run. So it that a, makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the budget. I'm like, did you reverse those? No, no. It had a budget of uh, $2.6 million in it. The box office is it breaked in five hundred sixty four thousand four seventy four. But I think they've made they. I wish you could see like what money, how much money they've made from having it on these other streaming services. Well, and, this is gonna be a cult classic right at this point, right? Right, <laughs> right. But I remember this was like one of the first movies that I watched streaming on Netflix. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So that's I wonder if they they've had to make some money from Netflix back 
back then back in the day but yeah i remember i streamed it on my xbox but um yeah it's ratings reviews uh, imdb average was 7.2 out of 10 metacritic is 68 percent rotten tomatoes at a critic of 89 and audience score of 79 percent so Medicare, i'm not so happy with it no no and i really love this movie and i'm really curious to hear what you guys have to say about it um before i go on and rant about it but yeah I've, again i first watched this must have been like 2009 2010 on netflix and i haven't really i haven't watched it since then and i have never been able to share this film with anybody else and talk about it i've told lots of people about it but no one has ever seen it so yeah what do you guys think of time crimes? Well, I appreciate you forcing this movie on me. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, it's very similar to Primer. I feel like in, I don't know, maybe just the time of it. No, uh, I was going to say like, like the I scope thought, of time. When I saw this, I said, oh, no wonder you thought of this after watching Primer. Like, I think it, it fit really well with that. Right, for sure. Uh, but the only thing was, like, and we talked a lot about this in the Primer episode, where not the Primer was too smart, but, like, like we had a big conversation about how the writer-director didn't want to dumb down the science of it. They're like, no, we're leaving it like this to make sure that people watch this multiple times and because they're like, maybe I missed something and to understand what he was trying to get at. Where in this one, there's literally no explanation and I, and a really weird semi-horror premise to what happens instead of, oh, I'm going to do the stocks. And I was so much more interested in this movie. <laughs> so I don't know. That was my first uh, take on it. Um, fun fact, though, I was telling my wife that we watched this movie and I didn't I thought like I thought it was going to be subtitled, but I totally wasn't sure until I pressed play. And I caught myself doing what I think most of us do is I press play. And then during the intro, I went on my phone and started doing some stuff. And then they started talking and I had to rewind it. And then later in the movie, again, they started talking about something and I was on my phone and I had to rewind it. And then eventually just like five minutes into the movie, put my phone down and didn't look at it again. And my and I'm like, I was telling my wife about this and I was saying that, I'm like, oh man, I would just watch this subtitle movie. It was really, really good. And I'm like, man, I should probably watch more subtitle movies. It'd make me disconnect better because I was forced to put my phone away. And my wife goes... I wish that I had subtitles <laughs> so you would be forced oh. to listen to me. <laughs> and I was like, I, so I took it, I go, I go why? Because I talk too fast? Oh, no, because I need it. Yep, yeah, no, I got that. <laughs> Never mind. You need a phone bowl. <laughs> I do. So uh, I was like, zing. <laughs> so she got that. But no, I, um, this got me back. I feel like whenever it comes to subtitled movies, I'm always so like, oh, I really enjoy this movie. Uh, but I don't want to pay that close attention to it. I just want to like veg out and watch a movie. I don't want to read, but I, I mean, it's so enjoyable. I'm like, and there's so many movies out there that are like that, that I just always need to get like past the first five to 10 minutes of that stigma for me. And then I'm all in the rest of the movie. So no, this was a very good choice. I was um, very happy with it. Thank you for introducing it to us, Chad. Cool. Great first impression. Um, Jamie, what were your thoughts? Actually put a pin in Jamie right now. I want to go to Casey then we'll go to Jamie kind of after the sad that. panda of the group. Yeah, the sad panda. Well, there's a reason why, because yeah. But um Casey. Casey man, your first impression. It's, it's actually it's pretty apropos that you reached out because I'm gonna I wanna be the sad sack on this one. But I'm gonna start it off by saying that I, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was great. Uh, I was really glad we watched it. But because I know y'all are gonna gush about it, I'm gonna start with the things that I wasn't so happy about first. 
So well, I, unless you, someone wait, can let's just me. do quick, quick first impressions because I think there's a there's a, we can kind of get to those. Okay, those, okay, okay, okay. Those uh, I hear you. yeah, negative impressions. So well, no, later. yeah. Overall, overall, I thought it was it was super clever. It was really well done. Um, I was I was super engaged the whole time, and uh, I don't want to say that I, I I saw any of the twists coming. I really don't think I did. I think a lot of that was. Uh, you know, you'd you'd see the things happening, and you'd go back in the past and go, "Oh, cool!" And how they tie all that together. I thought that a lot of that was pretty natural for me, um, and so I thought they did a really good job with that. Yeah, I think overall it was a really good film. I, I liked it a lot. Okay, there are things that I'll that I'll nitpick about, yeah. especially in comparison to something like Primer. I'm I'm super stoked that we watched this right after Primer, though, because I think there's so much you can tie together and talk about, especially like when discussing like time travel and what is a time travel movie, I think that'll be a really awesome topic to talk about. Sweet. Awesome. So Jamie, I wanted to have you go last. I know that after I watched this again, I was like, I think Jamie might really like this because it does have this like, again, it's like, Oh, I didn't realize this is pretty, this is a horror film, like horror, th- filler, uh, horror thriller. Film. <laughs> um, I don't know. Brown cow. Um, but I'm really curious to um, hear what your first impression was. Yeah, so much like James, um, I was pumped that this was um, like Primer was a great. Uh, oh, how how do I describe Primer? It was very clever and really um, well told version of how time travel would actually happen. Time Crimes is a better movie of what would actually occur if time travel were to take place but yeah to your horror uh piece yeah i think you're right it it, um really played my music (laughs) throughout the film because it had that horror vibe and the first moments um where it felt like a horror film to me were um obviously when he's looking at the girl on the hill and you can't see her face um we got a lot of horror movies with just like hair over the face like think the ring a lot of j-horror but um it's it's when he oh. finds her in the clearing and, you know, she's stripped naked, not moving. And then you see her chest start to rise. And that that got an audible, oh, shit, from me when I was watching the movie. And I think that was for me when it turned and I said, oh, this is a horror movie. Here we go. Jamie, I want to get on the is this a horror movie thing? And let's think back to the basics that were laid out to the to us in the movie Scream. So, like. I haven't um, seen Scream. Oh, uh, God, come Chad. Come on, <laughs> I just can't with you. <laughs> what? We, Jamie, I, really J- like I am, I will watch that. Scream. I will be watching. Well, Jamie and I are going to do the Scream movies. Time Machine. Uh, so. <laughs> Chad, Chad, I do this all the time with you, and I apologize. But, like, you say things like, I haven't seen Scream. And I'm just like, like I can go down the list of the, the names right here. And I'm like, yeah, Casey's probably seen Scream. I know Jamie's seen Scream. You know what? It would not surprise me if Chad didn't see Scream. <laughs> it's just, it's just, uh, you just, you could say absurd things to me, and it doesn't surprise me anymore. Uh, so, anyways, uh, but the laws in Scream, where they talk about, like, so uh, let's go over this. Did they do any drugs in this movie? Uh, well, I would argue time travel maybe is a drug, just in the sense of it's altering your mind in that way. Damn, that's, so that's deep, Jamie. I like I that. know. That's yeah. the best I got. That's pretty good. I mean, he did uh, spit there... up that gooey liquid every time he came out, or like true. the third yes. time. He was like, yeah, oh, you're not telling me he didn't get a little drowsy or high. <laughs> um, was there sex involved in this movie? I mean, let's be honest. We all know that dude got afternoon delight, and I don't even understand how. 
He was like, hey, I was went up to take a nap. No, you didn't. Let me make you happy. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was the weirdest like intro to a movie where I'm like, there's so much more going on, which I thought was going to be involved in the time travel, but we can get back to that later. Um, and then, um, Jamie, what else is involved in a horror well, movie? Oh, so he's, Ghostface uh, Killer. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, he's he's got the bandages around his face. So you have a masked guy in the woods stalking around our protagonist, which turns out to be himself with a, with a sharp object. And um, yeah, the very end, you know, the I think her only her she's credited as La Chica en el Bosque, which is the girl in the forest. Which it's, is Algonquin for the good land. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong movie, James. Wrong movie. Dang but, it. Movie quotes failed me once again. Encyclopedia <laughs> movie knowledge, my ass. <laughs> but you think she's going to be the final girl, right? Because she kind of disappears on Hector 2. And then his his wife appears to kick the bucket. But then it turns out, no, actually, his wife is the final girl. And La Chica en el Bosque is... Uh, the victim throughout the whole movie. I guess you could argue Hector is the victim too, but of his own doing. The engineer, I feel like he's the one, like I kept on finding myself after the movie going, okay, the day is finally over. What does that fucker do? (laughs) What's his next step? He's like, I'm so fired. I am so fired. (laughs) I'm breaking breaking the machine. He's like, my car's gone. The the company van's gone. (laughs) I don't know how to get out of here. They're both in the same ditch. (laughs) The van and the car. I completely (laughs) forgot about that. That is hilarious. That dude is so fired. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but no question for you guys was i the only one who thought that somebody else was going to travel back in time like when um la chica en el bosque disappears and she was coming back towards the very end I, I for a second i wondered if maybe she had gotten sent back and we were dealing with her double did anyone else go oh, at all? yeah there was a situation. moment yeah why what was up with the necklace was it just he was saying oh this was her necklace and now it's here like, I thought maybe that was a sign of something. That's true. They never came back to that. I think it was just mm-hmm. to suggest that she made it to his house. But yeah, they did almost drop it as if they were going to return to it. But they never did. And we never saw, like, Hector Three place it there or anything like that to lure anyone there. You're right, Case. I'd have to watch it again. But I do remember specifically, okay, they zoomed in on this. It's very yeah. specific. Pay attention. And they and flashed then... back to, you know, yeah. naked lady in the woods with her necklace. No, oh, that was probably the only specific reason. All maybe, right, let's maybe. throw this on Naked Lady True. again. <laughs> cool. Should we... Um, all right, why don't we just start with... Um, should we go into, like, favorite scenes or what's... You... I think we... I think we want to... Like, Casey, let's tell... Tell us what you hated nitpicks, about it. Yes. Yeah, let's go nitpicks, and that would lead us into favorite scenes. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I only really have one big nitpick, and maybe someone can help me, and I won't be nitpicky about it. Casey, but I'll, just, it feels... I'll piggyback on I have one nitpick as well, uh, but it's because I thought it was going to go somewhere, and it didn't. But you go oh. first, and then I'll see if it's similar or not. Yeah, let's express your nitpicks, and then we'll expound on both of those. I would Copy like down. to knit to my pick. <laughs> My my pick right. needs knitting. Hey, you uh, knit first. I will knit. I, I might crochet. <laughs> I'm a knitting and I'm a picking. I just I'm a picking and I'm a knitting. <laughs> so so I think 
what I can't get my head wrapped around is I think there's a paradox. If the the reason that Hector goes up into the woods at all is because he sees, you know, El Chica take her shirt off, but it but he is the reason she took her shirt off. Like it had to have for it for this to all make sense and not be a paradox, it has that the timeline has to be able to continue without the time travel, right? Like if the reason he went was because he, as Hector II, made her take her shirt off, how did she take her shirt off originally for that to ever happen to make that whole thing happen? I this is her. like if that. Yeah, right. Right. But I think this this is kind of like 12 monkeys a little bit, right? Like you can't change the past and like the timeline, like time is like fixed. It's like a straight line, essentially. Right. So like since the time machine is there and like Hector is already on the path of going through the time machine. So but, everything but that's, that leads that's up. That's my argument. It, why though? Why was he? Cause I actually found myself thinking that at the beginning of the movie, as he like checks out topless girl in his binoculars, then wanders in the woods. My thought was, huh? I don't know that I, that I don't think I would do that. If I saw something weird in the woods, I don't think I would go wandering around looking for it, especially if it was a, a some naked woman. Like who knows if that's like, some girl getting it on with her boyfriend or girlfriend up in the woods. Like I'm not going to go wandering around for it. So I actually questioned the premise of him going up there originally. That's kind of where I, I actually went at the beginning. Of this movie was kind of like eh, about it. And it, it, I came around to it because I thought it was very clever. And I, I liked how a lot of it was done, but I still think the original premise falls flat or is a paradox of some point, because like what would have led him up into the woods which then led him to uh, to all of it, to the time machine, to to then going back and injuring his head and wrapping himself up, you know, going back in the past. All of it was the catalyst that started all of it was seeing the naked lady in the woods. And if the only reason she was naked in the woods is because he told her to be naked in the woods as Hector too, mm-hmm. how does it start? Like, to me, that's illogical. It's, it's a, it's a paradox, but, I will say that in the end, I, I still, like I said at the beginning, I thought this is a super clever movie. thought it was well done. Um, despite I'm not able to, to really wrap my head around that part of it, I still think it was good. That's my biggest nit, though. Yeah, like part of, part of my, my nit to pick is, um, is kind of goes along with that as well. Like the kind of absurdity of, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to do this weird stuff. Like, I'm going to tell you to stand over here, put your head yeah. down, take off your shirt. And then, <laughs> well, then later on, like fully wrap run- his face. What was the purpose of that? He had an injury on his forehead. Wrap, wrap it around your head. Why did he wrap his whole face? Well, because he um, he recognized that he was the one in the future. Right. At that oh, point, is that what it was? Is he at that point, I think out he saw point? the pink faced man. Okay. And- Okay. It was like, oh, that's me. He knew that and just went for it. I think. Yeah, that's what I got too from that scene when, like, he that first time he wrapped it around and he has the bandage down and it starts to turn like pink, and he like kind of looks and that's that's the moment of like he's starting to like he gets what's happening. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm okay. One more explanation that I I want to ask then: What's the purpose of that scene after he stabs himself? 
where he's like turning around pretending to have binoculars on. Oh yeah, that one floored me. I have no clue. I, I was would, he trying to like trying remember to, the timing, the timing, and like the in the spot to where he was standing. I just don't remember. Yeah, that was weird. I don't remember him. He didn't do that behind the tree multiple times. I thought he just peeked out the one time, then ran away. Yeah. So yeah, that whole scene kind of threw me off. I was like, "What?" And then when it actually worked in the end, he turned and there he went running. That was kind of a good payoff. But I was like, "What's going on here? Like, why is he even doing this?" Right. <laughs> it was kind of goofy. It's like goofy and really like, creepy at the same time. Yes, I'm with you on that. As far as like, I I kept on finding myself wondering. Okay, let's just take the first sequence and, and tell time travel. How does mm-hmm. he explain any of that to his wife or the police? He doesn't. At this <laughs> point, he doesn't have to. You just yeah, have to explain have to, a lady it's... that's dead on your property. Oops, she was breaking in and fell off the roof. Like, I think they'll get off scot-free. He could probably just pretend it never happened. I suppose. I this is know. the neatest bow on a story for time travel especially to this degree of like complexity this is probably the neatest little bow you could tie on one. Cause I think uh, they'll just go on living. I don't I, know how uh, the dude at the place will explain the two busted up vehicles. But. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's fired for sure, but I did enjoy that. Yes. Uh, with uh, his wife and himself, like they basically were, I don't know, the room or the shed or whatever. They were like, Hey, stay here this has never been seen in my visions of <laughs> all this time travel and like stay here and you'll be safe kind of thing. I did appreciate that because instead of like, Hey, go here. And then she gets run over by a horse and carriage, like in the time machine. <laughs> um, but like, it just seemed like, I don't know when you guys are watching movies like that, when you, when you're like, Oh, I've seen like the time travel, the main character has seen what is going to happen to a loved one. And then they go back in time and then they try to change it. And then something happens where they get screwed again. Right. And you're just the like, thing they go. tried to change actually was the catalyst yeah. for like you're when their like, partner was hey, killed. Go in the cupboard under the stairs and just hang out. It's okay. And like <laughs> the cup, the stairs collapse. <laughs> exactly. Like that's what I was wondering with that. Um, no, uh, my big thing was the intro to the movie. So you got your whole, like uh, he's at the supermarket or whatever buying groceries and then heads home and then that's how we start the movie is like the trunk pops open and shit falls out like he's like oh i'm picking up a trampoline or whatever it was or table sorry and like uh groceries and this and this and this they never came back to that anywhere else right am i missing something no did i walk out of the room okay because that part seemed really kind of absurd to me like i'm like all right this is very specific it's gonna come back to this right so I thought for sure Hector number five was gonna like click the button on his uh, on his car, so it all like <laughs> right. fell out. Right. He was like, "Oh shit!" And he goes has to pick it up, and then in the process goes tells his actual wife, "I mean, like, hey, I need you to do A, B, and C." And then that's why he got afternoon delight, and like that made sense to me, and because it doesn't make any sense anywhere else. And then all of a sudden like other things ensued like i feel like there was points in the movie that were shown just like the necklace that they never came back to um james or, you're helping out my crazy theory that i'm having that that hector's wife is actually that hector's wife actually was orchestrating this whole thing to get rid of uh um the girl in the woods 
because she knew that he was looking at her. So this was like her whole plan to murder that woman and get away with it. Because she oh, got yeah. caught. She got stuck in the time machine I love first. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord style. Yeah, right yeah I think that's, yeah. This is going to get so gross because, Chad, are you going to say like she got caught in that white cream and she went back in time? Sorry. <laughs> you know, hold on. I'm going to defend that opening scene a bit. I think that actually is a is a great encapsulation of who Hector is. This whole movie, he doesn't really stop and think and plan. He just kind of keeps going. Mm-hmm. And that's how he picks up the things that fall out of his car. He just picks one thing up, piles the next thing on top, and just stacks it and stacks it. And then by the time he gets into the house, he's almost dropping all of it. And I think that's actually like a small little glimpse foreshadowing into how he's going to handle all of the situations where he just kind of keeps stacking these new things he has to do and, and timeline things he has to preserve. And it just gets so crazy uh, mm. up until the very end. Yeah. I that like this. It's natural to listen to like this that. podcast and go, I just want to make girls cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think ex- for making it deep. <laughs> all right. I think Casey's right. I can also explain the afternoon delight and the, I think that's just Spain. You know, that that's a siesta. <laughs> it's like, I got done with shopping, and now it's time for sex and he's, a nap. And then, I know, he's like, he's like I'm going to take a nap. Oh, okay, well, honey, actually, go upstairs. <laughs> hold on, I have, a, I have a good snippet that actually, and this is what, if I know we're going to talk Letterboxd, but this probably, after reading this and then thinking about it a lot more, um, probably gave me a boost. I would boost this movie in a half a point after reading this because it makes it a lot more... It makes sense to me, and I go, oh, yeah, that makes this even more clever. And I don't know if this is why they did it, but on Wikipedia directly, um, they talk about uh, this this author for the AV Club, and he says that they interpret the film as an allegory about adultery, comparing Hector's increasingly complex and confusing actions to those of someone lying to hide an affair. Ooh. So if that's mm, how you view like and, and so I step back and viewed this movie from that lens, the afternoon delight makes perfect sense because it's just it's kind of introducing that as kind of one of the key elements of this whole story. And then that also explains why Homie sees Topless Girl in the Woods and thinks, oh, I'm gonna go find her. Cause that makes perfect sense as an allegory to to adultery, like, oh, I'm just going to check this out and then it becomes this thing and it gets even worse and it snowballs and it kind of, I don't know. I thought that was really clever. Yeah. Cause Hector does seem, you know, pretty stoked that he won the bet because the table wouldn't fit through the door. So he would get to stay behind while his wife left. Right. And well, like that- immediately like threw the binoculars back up as soon as he heard that she was out of view or whatever and tried to find topless girl. Well, that's I, and you're not wrong there because I feel like in, I don't know, most of our lives uh, and mine specifically, if this exact situation was happening, I'd hand the binoculars to my wife going, holy shit, look at this. And like, he exactly. Never, right. And he never right? was, was like, he, was like he wasn't acting super awkward. Like, uh, 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 yes, go to the store. He wasn't like that. He played it real cool. No, you're a oh, man. The affair thing. You're totally right, right on that one. Oh, I mean, it's not me. I'm regurgitating other people's takes, but I just thought that helped me kind of boost the movie even more in my mind just because no, Casey, of speak your truth. seeing it like awesome. that. I love it. <laughs> so what would you, um, since you brought up Letterboxd, you said you would boost it like a half point. So what would your total score be? 
I think upon like my original watching of it, I was at a three and a half, but I think this sort of bumped it to a four because I think it is really clever. Um, I, I still, the, obviously it can't get to a five because I think there's a paradox. I still don't understand the, the how it started in the first place, you know, like the, the beginning of the timeline, how does it happen if it depends on him being back in time? But other than that, like I thought it was cleverly done. I thought the it, it, it did a really good job of tr- doing what I thought Primer tried to do in the same type of way, right? Where you 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 know someone goes back in time, and then as they're going through it, you know when he realized there was Hector three, I thought that was a great little twist, and it was a lot less complicated and and confusing as Primer was because Primer had you know three or four of each of them. Of, of the two people. So I, I imagine this is more like primer dumbed down a little, not dumbed down, but like reduced a little bit because there's only one person going back in time and you know, there becomes three of him and then it kind of wraps itself up cleanly where it doesn't need to, you know, leave it open-ended for other weird things to have maybe happened. Like Hector one, two and three have all merged by the end of the film because mm-hmm. they all did what they were supposed to do. No one went off script and then boom, it's just kind of wrapped up in a bow. So I, to me, it was a lot more, you're right, movie friendly to a story similar to primer. Um, and I don't want to call it less intelligent because it was still really smart in how it did it. And, and they did the same thing where they didn't really explain the technology. The dude's just like, Oh, I dumped the goo in and push the buttons and it does the thing. Um, I, I actually thought that was really clever to just kind of throw you into it in a similar manner. The thing for me that really got me was that watching, and I just don't watch that many foreign films, especially like lately. Like I probably did like, you know, back in the, you know, when I lived in Uptown and was going to the Uptown theater, like every <laughs> weekend, cause something, you know, crazy and cool and odd and weird. Did you know they're playing, selling the Lagoon? What's that? Did you know they're selling the Lagoon? No, I did not. It, uh, COVID man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Thunder, which sucks, but uh, we're hoping that some big pocketed rich man eh, that listens to us. I think uh, where's our main audience? Spain. Spain. <laughs> uh, we're we're on the charts high. in Mexico now. So. Oh. Um. Hey. Nosotros. I got nothing. Sorry. I got I <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say though is, um, I think for a time travel movie done where you're reading it in subtitles and still be able to follow this movie is you know it's pretty easy to follow i feel like once you especially like i went back i watched this like two times like kind of you know kind of checking in and out of it but i had this movie on a lot just kind of in, on in the background too like this past weekend um i thought it was really easy to follow and i think that's you know like um a testament to i think how well this movie is for a foreign film it's not in our native language like i don't know how to speak the language um it's very low budget i guess you know considered low budget you know versus what else would be coming out at this time it's not low budget like like primer low budget but um i think it's done very well the cinematography is done very well and um yeah that kind of just blew me blew me away like kind of looking at it from that lens or through that lens um this time around so i don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that it felt like it was a suit it was like a indies 90 film but it was done in like 2000 what three seven seven yeah seven 
Uh, so no, it felt like that. It, like as soon as it started, I like even just looking at that the way it was filmed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That made me happy. Like, <laughs> it, like Chad, yeah. same way as you. It's like yeah. it made me like uh, it made me reminiscent of yes, watching kind of movies n- at, nostalgic, right? Like you nostalgic watching yeah. movies at the Independent or the Lagoon and yeah. uh, or and like I like definitely hunkered into the couch going, I'm in, let's do this. <laughs> so I don't know. That's just, I think you and I have very, uh, very nostalgic similarities in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Well, and it helped too, cause there wasn't anything like, it's still accessible now. There wasn't any technology that made you go, Oh my God, they're doing like the CD player thing. You know, it, it was a, <laughs> it was a cordless phone in his house. And then we still use walkie talkies today. So other than that, you know, if the model of the car is a 2007, that was it. We did have cell phones, though, right? There was we did have flip phones, right? In 2007, yeah, for sure. No, in this movie. Right. Oh, is there the girl on the bike? The girl did. The naked girl. Oh, right, right, right. Pre-naked, pre-naked, pre-naked. But that's the thing. It came so fast. I didn't even notice. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate that when people do that. I can't believe I just did that. Um, I'm happy that was probably on your bucket list. Be- <laughs> yes, <laughs> cross that off. My bucket list is complete. Um, you, you mentioned the walkie. I don't know if you guys caught this too. So when he, you know, like we find out, like oh, he gets like the coat from the tipped over dumpster, right? And unless I miss this, like. Is does that coat did that coat have a walkie in it? No, no, no. Okay, he wait. Picked it up. I don't think so. He picked it up. He found it. It was in the back of the red van. The yeah. van. He, the second like tr- the second car he stole like the red van and crashed. Yeah. <laughs> the second car he crashed. Um, it was in the back of that one, like in the forest. Okay. Yeah, because the first walkie's in the in the room downstairs when no one's there. The second one um, is uh, owned by Abercrombie physicist, and then, like James said, the other <laughs> one is in the band. Physicist. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Best scenes or favorite scenes, whatever. Have any? We'll go first. How about that? <laughs> um, I actually have two. One, I think, just because I thought it was funny. The other thing i thought because it was just kind of a cool moment in the film and they're actually they're part of the same scene essentially so when he crashes the car and the woman right la chica or whatever comes up to the car and like knocks on the window she's like are you okay he's like i'm okay she's like what happened to your face he's like i got hit nothing serious (laughs) just the basic (laughs) nothing serious as his head his entire head is wrapped up in bloody gauze Your description is exactly what happened, and in my head, it's like a part of a, like an NES game in the like late nineties. Like, what happened? I got hit. Right. I'm okay. <laughs> like, right. And then they move on. All their your face are belong to right. us. <laughs> right. Oh my god. But as far as uh, I thought, like one of my favorite scenes was the kind of like the bandage killer, like reveal as he's wrapping his head up in the mirror. Even though like the purpose of like why he's doing that or whatever, but. Um, I, that's kind of, I feel like that's the moment where he, to me anyway, where Hector is like, kind of gets like, he is the one that's, that's, you know, but the paradox is creating all this stuff that put him into this spot in the first place. Kind of. So best scenes, favorite scenes. 
Uh, James? Ooh, I want Jamie to go before me because otherwise he's going to okay. get good ideas. <laughs> That's true. I'll, I'll snatch it. <laughs> no, I am. Um, well, I, we already talked about mine. I, I think um, it was it was when he's in the clearing and he's approaching um, the boobs. Yep. The bo- it was the boobs. Yeah, no, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that turn because that's when the movie turned for me when you see her chest rise and fall mm, yeah. and yeah you realize kind you of you get the reassurance she's not dead yes that for one and then it tells you that this film's going to be a little dark so it turns that way but i think generally speaking it wasn't a scene but i loved that like casey kind of talked about he hector's just kind of like this bumbling guy and i i like that yeah, that would be me if I time traveled or like most people, you know, like we would just be fumbling mm-hmm. through it and doing our best. Right. Do you even though he's you kind of like Hector's like like this fumbling, bumbling kind of somewhat clumsy guy, but I like the kind of the progression and like kind of transformation of Hector, like because he kind of figures it out in a way to pull everything back together, like in the end to kind of undo that time loop yeah so i didn't have a scene i had hector that was my favorite part for the same reasons you're saying he started the movie out one way i feel like he ended a slightly another way but it it, like to your point if he didn't figure out the time loop where he's like none of this matters unless i get back to my wife and i get back to this constant (laughs) like he was just like how like i'm like this didn't seem like you in the beginning like why are you making these choices like, even, like, the girl, like, it seemed like killing her, no problem, as long as I get back to my wife. Right. <laughs> like, no, we're not killing her. Not, he didn't, like, not necessarily killing her. I guess, technically, Hector 3 did, technically. But like, he's like, ah, it's not me. It's okay. It was the other guy. Like, I don't know. It, it just seemed like, in the beginning of the movie, this bumbling guy, like, oh, shoot, the trunk popped open to, yay, I'm having a nap. And then there's some boobs in the woods, too oh shit there's this like i don't know this whole time travel thing like yes he got sneakily tricked into time travel by himself which is the paradox but like i don't know him uh him doing all this i enjoyed the character throughout all of it because like by the end of it he was like nope i'm gonna do a b c hey wife come with me into the shed let's hang out and everything else is over going, let's wait for the cops. <laughs> yeah. Like, which, by he, the way, then... He understood timeline preservation so well, and I don't understand how. That's that's crazy. He did because so good at it. Because he's not the original Hector. The original Hector oh. knew that the cops were going to come and see all the fingerprints of Hector and screw over everybody. <laughs> that's in Time Crimes 2. Time Crimes 2. He knew because... Time, he, son. Because... Uh, what do you call him, Jamie? Abercrombie scientist? Yeah, Abercrombie, Abercrombie scientist. Abercrombie and physics. Abercrombie, <laughs> Abercrombie and physicist. Physicist. Abercrombie physicist. He drew him the simple math. Uh, trademarked right? on time. <laughs> <laughs> TM time. TM time. <laughs> All right. Did we, did we go to you, Casey? What was Casey's did favorite we... scene? No, wait. James, so... is... oh, wait, James just went, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, for a long time, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think my favorite scene was actually uh, the scene where he's back in his own house chasing who he thinks is the woman in the woods and then she falls and dies and then he thinks it's his wife. To me, that's where I 
that was the first twist to me where I went, Oh, you done it now, bro. Cause I didn't, I know that I think they show that she was wearing converse all stars or whatever converses. Yeah. And so you could probably deduce that it, it was the lady in the woods and not his wife, but he thinks it is right. So I kind of bought into that. Um, and I think that was a really, that was the turning point for me where I was like, Oh shoot. The rest of this movie is him going to be trying to undo this and it's going to get crazy. And so that I thought that was okay a really cool, with it. powerful scene. Right. It was really weird. That's what I'm talking about. The progression of the beginning of the movie to his like startled, I don't know, just whatever he was doing. And the like he was so like upset about or not upset about like killing this girl, like, I'm gonna cut your hair. Yep, I know you're gonna die. It's okay. Right. It's, well think about it too. The other he's like, part of that You are so beautiful. Yeah, right. right, right, right. That was so weird. <laughs> the other thing is they they specifically show every time he hits his head and hits his face. So maybe part of that, too, is like he's clearly like concussed and not thinking straight. Because is this I where Jamie hops a... in and says that this whole movie was like is actually like a dream because he like actually got into a car he's accident. He's in unconscious in the, car, the yeah. first car accident. Yep. I'm so happy you brought that up. I thought the same thing. And which then I deep dive into where was the first dream? Like, like the, not in this movie, <laughs> in like in like, uh, the, Oh, it was just a dream. Was it Alice in Wonderland? Was it wizard of Oz? Was it Bob Newhart? Uh, Inception. I concur that it was Alice in Wonderland, uh, 1980 or 1865. 18, 1865. 1865. Sorry. Jabber, Jabberwocky. Um, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, uh, but maybe it's Alice, no, Alice Jamie, this is where Jamie again chimes in. This is like, no, it's when Hector fell asleep after his afternoon delight. He that's what, the entire thing. Yes, there sorry, that's where I was thinking too. Well, you know <laughs> what I was thinking though. When no, what Jamie was going actually is going No, Jamie right now is going to say. <laughs> what is that? Carry on. <laughs> well, no, I was like, so yeah, he knows everything. Why does she have to die? And then I reminded myself that he, you know, made her strip in the woods and threw her down the hill and knocked her unconscious. <laughs> so. God. Like she's she's the witness to all of his shenanigans. <laughs> oh boy! So yeah, let's. I think that might be a good lead into uh, what's aged the best and worst in this for a film film from two thousand seven two thousand eight. Um, for me, I think it holds up quite well, uh, especially for a low budget film. I personally think the performances are pretty good. Um, but I think which what has aged poorly is the list, like all the stuff with our, our hot female lead, <laughs> you know, like the disrobing and like that but stuff. See, I, I agree with that. But if you, again, if you think about it as an allegory for adultery, it like kind of makes it all make yeah, sense. You're right. You're right. It but does. I agree. I thought that same thing originally. Like, oh, really? Like, he's just going to see these tits and go to, and look for them? Like, really? That's the premise <laughs> of this movie? Yeah. What about you, Jamie? No, I think you guys just nailed it. Um, nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, no, you said what I was going to say. But I, I did, sorry, bringing it back just a little bit. Uh, Casey, to answer your question with a non-answer, as far as, you know, like, where's the origin? How does this actually happen? Um, it's, it's in the Wikipedia thing. It's the causal loop. And I love this definition because it gives you no answers. And it says (laughs) 
A causal loop is a theoretical proposition in which, by means of either retrocausality or time travel, a sequence of events is among the causes of another event, which is in turn among the causes of the first mentioned event. And then it says, which might appear paradoxical. <laughs> it's like, no shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, go- just Google it and look at the uh, the causal loop diagram. <laughs> yeah, with the eight ball. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, where is the other eight ball coming from? I, the future. I don't know. Like, but where is it coming from, though? Uh, no answers. More questions. I concur with Jamie. Yeah, this film did quite well. Do you have anything for Oscars in 2007, 2008, James? Like anything for independent up top of your head? But this film. Uh, uh, my head. Yeah. This film won Best Picture at the 2007 Fantastic Fest. That would. Was an Austin Texan. Austin, Massachusetts, maybe. Okay. The gold medal is that gold medal flower, gold medal of jury award competition in the 2000 Fantastic Fest. It just cleaned house at the the um, 2007 Fantastic Fest. It looks like silver medal of audience award competition at the same fest. The Asteroid Award for Best International Sci-Fi Feature Film. Chad, the fact that you're naming these such awards means no, they did not win any Oscars. <laughs> no, I, I imagine it wouldn't since it was only <laughs> okay. in, in five theaters, seven theaters. So, Oh, you guys, I just I just pulled it up. This was like an all-timer Oscars year. This is um, No Country for Old Men, There Will Be Blood, Michael Clayton, Juno, Atonement. Uh, I love Juno. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Juno, that had a good soundtrack too. Juno had a good soundtrack. Yeah. Um, did anybody see Michael Clayton? That's with... negative. Uh, George Clooney. No. no. Michael Clayton. Uh, I think it was written by the same dude that like did the screenplays for uh, Born Identity and like Duplicity. I don't know. That movie. This is just weird fun fact about me. I own that movie. I enjoy that movie, but that's like my sick movie. So, like, if I am like, not feeling great, like, I throw in that movie because I know that, like, I'll be content and I can fall asleep, like, content. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, I'm sure everybody has their sick movies, but Michael Clayton is mine. I love that. I love learning these things. Shut up, Jamie. <laughs> I do. <laughs> my sick movie is golf. I need to up my game here. Oh, I thought Jamie's was going to be like Tiny Toons, how I spent my summer vacation. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, mine's usually like Star Wars or something. But Which mm. episode? Which one? Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, like Empire or Jedi. So. Actually, Empire would be a good sick movie. I support this decision. Thank you. Okay. Case? on the spot (laughs) my sick movie man it's probably you're gonna laugh it's probably blues brothers no way i'm not laughing i mean it's it's we potted it that's why it's It's, funny but yeah it's probably blues brothers still our number two podcast behind stand by me you're damn right it is (laughs) hey casey i wanted to ask you is this a time travel movie so I I saw that you had posted that and it made me think about it. And I think if we have to use the same rules that I established in Primer, then no. But then it made me think about those rules. And I don't know, man. I think 
in all technicality, he's not traveling in time. They're going back to a point that they established. And the guy even explains that, like, you can't just appear in the tank, right? He was saying that at most we can go in a little bit early and you can get in, you know, get out 30 seconds beforehand. So it's not true, like, traveling in time. But I don't know. Maybe I was too critical. Let Maybe me, I'm going to give you, we'll I'm going to give you the definition of time, time okay. travel. It's the concept of movement between certain points in time, analogous to movement between different points in space by an object or a person, typically with the use of a hypothetical device known as a time machine. No, I think you're right. I think even, I think he's still traveling backwards. He's just not picking and choosing exactly. It's not like back to the future where I want to go to January 1st, 1987. He's still traveling. You have to pick the time no i i'm 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 backing i'm backing down from that <laughs> okay. i think you're right i'm just fucking with you dude no i know I, no i <laughs> you're saying that but i was thinking about it before this like because i think i saw that question posed is it a time travel movie yeah. and i had to realize like it I, by the same rules i tried to establish previously no but i think the rules were bad so no i think you're right he, he did travel i'm just maybe uh not impressed with the ability of travel because of things like back to the future and I'm imposing those rules on it. Okay. And I shouldn't. No, Too it's unfair. Do we judge all unfair. things on back to the future? Yes. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> so if he doesn't travel. hot dog or not a hot dog? Yeah. Back to the future is like the base, right? Everything. So he's got to travel to the well no, in, in the first movie he travels to the past. <laughs> so instead of letterbox score, can we rate it as a how many score points away from back to the future we think it is? <laughs> oh, so this would be like a negative no. two. Because it's at least two points away from back to the future, right? Six degrees of back to future. <laughs> yeah, basically. That would be a fun uh gr- like graph to do, like ten movies and you're like back to the future looper primer, like where you're grading, and then there's a graph of like where you think they belong. That would be fun. You know, rewatching this movie made me not to, not. I don't ever want to watch Primer again after watching Time Crimes. It just I don't want made... to watch it. <laughs> I don't want to watch it again after the YouTube thing. Like, I get it, but the YouTube thing was exhausting. Yeah, with the the cartoon, right? The and it's so fantastic. I love how they described it, and I found out that um, that other time travel movie that I just uh, was telling you guys about um, Predestination. She uh, apparently they uh, like London City Girl or whatever does that one too, and I was like, I'm gonna click on this. No, nope, I'm already exhausted from <laughs> watching Primer, and it's got to be very similar to this, only probably a little bit worse. And so, so we're know. probably done going down the time machine movie or time travel movie rabbit hole. I think movie time machine has uh, the battery is dead. <laughs> Jamie, before I forget, yes. you said you um, on our little chat earlier today. You wanted to talk about doubles. You still want to have that conversation? Oh, um, I you know, I had nothing specific. It was just okay. a way to say that I like this more than Primer. Well, and really because in this one, the double is not really a double. It's the same guy in a different space, whereas I think in Primer they are true doubles, like different – like he gets cut on his face, which is why he has the bandages because it already happened to him. Mm-hmm. But in Primer, I think it's a different person or entity, right? Maybe. 
I don't know. See, this is why, and I, I, I wonder if you guys had this moment too. I was watching this film, and it was like it was third act, Hector three. I think it might have been after he grabbed the walkie-talkie out of after he crashed the um the van, and I remember thinking, "Oh, I lost it." You know, like the timelines. That was yeah. the moment where it was like, "Oh shit, I lost it." Okay, well, we'll just see how it finishes. <laughs> I think Casey was onto something earlier with like. They do specifically point out he bangs his head quite a bit. Like, that's why I thought at the end, like, that's where it brings it back to me of the, oh, it's going to be all a dream. I agree. I thought that that's how they were going to end it. And I was going to be super disappointed, but they did not. Oh, yeah. That um, would have ruined it. <laughs> oh, my God. For sure. But um, I don't know. Jamie, I think that, like, uh, the different, like, I think the fact that Hector realized that he's, like, he, I don't know, he got too smart too fast, almost. Like, he was like, okay, so this is going to be Hector 2, I'm Hector 3. <laughs> like, no, I, I, I would argue this is following the same the same rules as Primer. It's just, this is easier to kind of swallow because it's a single day, whereas Primer was multiple days, and then they went back and did multiple days all over again, multiple times. So there's the a lot more safe. layers. Yeah. Right, yeah, with the failsafe and all that crazy stuff. So I think it's the same concept. I think there were three of them at one given time and they since it was one day and and he hector three was <clears throat> clearly clever enough about timeline preservation like they none of them saw anyone that they shouldn't have seen i don't know i think i think it's the same as primer i think it's similar to primer but i think also hector three um like i said earlier he got too smart to this too quick where mm -hmm. he was almost like shedding clothes like he was doing things to very like okay so hector 2 is a dude with the bandages hector 3 is a dude with the navy shirt hector 4 is a dude with the brown shirt like he was like taking off layers and doing different things so like uh the engineer or nacho could identify what's going on or more specifically he could identify who is whom either way he he has a really good memory I wouldn't have remembered half of the way, right. like orientation, the clothes he's trying to yeah. put back on the floor, right? It's all that stuff. It's almost yeah, it's like this, like flight or fight reaction. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, like you ever feel like you're in danger. You're in a situation that you know where you need to like turn it up and like think through things quickly. Like say if like you're injured or like somebody you're with is injured or like your child is injured, like something where you have to like think of things fast and react quickly to them. It's yeah, almost Jamie like locks the door behind me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of how I saw Hector like throughout this movie. And I was thinking, too, like when you're talking about doubles, Jamie, it's like when the per yeah, the person that we're following essentially through the movie is like the original Hector, like kind of in quotes. But he is like the third because they're all occurring like within the same time. So he's like the third one or fourth one right like so that's what the different numbers really mean even though he's really all the same person right yeah and, and i think that's where it bends my brain because casey's right he's the other hectors are there manipulating the world like he's running from himself so obviously there's mm -hmm. two of them but they're all still the same guy and that's that's where i get stuck yeah yeah well thank god this will never happen to any of us no i think uh chad i think i said earlier this is uh this is the most original. I mean, it's similar to Primer, but it's the most original movie I've been asked to be like, hey, watch this. It's a good flick. So, no, thanks for introducing it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of things in this vein, right, where it's it's not an original story they have to follow. It's not a remake. It's not a sequel. It's just yeah. a, 
uh, you know, a bite size. This is the the story you're being told, and it, it's done after the after it's over. I, I just I really appreciate good chunks like that. Yeah, it was fun to actually get to share this <laughs> with somebody finally, you know. And after going back into this, I was like, "Is this is was this as entertaining as I remember?" Like, and yeah, I really love going back, going back and watching this again. So awesome! No, very, very entertaining. It made me want to make uh, Jamie for your guys' horse. I meant watch the orphanage, which is also uh, Spanish. El orfanato. <laughs> well, I want actually. I'm gonna hearken to that real quick. I. I didn't know that I thought this was that much of a scary a horror movie at any point. Maybe you could call it a thriller. I think it would be a horror movie from the viewpoint of the lady in the woods. Like if it was on her, if she was the main character, yeah, this is a horror movie. Like, right. I don't know. I guess maybe, maybe the nature of how I watched it or, or maybe cause I didn't sit down and watch it in a dark room at night, but I didn't feel that much scary tension as much as i felt yeah. like thriller type tension i bet jamie could make the argument help me out with this argument since he's our horror movie expert is that horror movies don't necessarily need to be scary right yeah i mean it depends i right? like I, not I, like afraid like not mr scary pants like you but um <laughs> no but really like like there's like there's like these moments though. I feel like there is fear, like that moment where he's like, "Oh shit, I killed my fucking wife." Kind of moment, like that. Those are the things to me that makes it thinks that it's it's like a horror movie or like, um, you know, kind of like where he realizes that he's the man in the in the bandages, you know, like that kind of stuff. I feel like to me makes it a horror movie and like that that's kind of like he has to figure out how to fix it and. You know, like, but everything he does, it's like tends to make it worse. So, um, am I going down the wrong path here, Jamie? Jamie, I'm the encyclopedia. Let me take this on. <laughs> James, um, you got this. So, <laughs> yeah, the thing about this movie is, is you got to walk into a certain tone. If this movie was marketed based on the poster we've seen, yeah, it probably should be a horror movie, and we're walking into expecting that. When you tell me, hey, James, go watch a movie called Time Crimes, and I'm just like, yes, I will. I was not walking into thinking it was a horror movie and it was not a horror movie. Now I bet you could argue that if somebody walked into thinking it was supposed to be a scary movie, that movie wasn't super scary, but the idea is a little terrifying. Okay. Yeah. I think James nailed it. It's, it's got, it's got flourishes and flavors like the, when he's it has horror from, elements. Yeah. Right. When he's running from himself and he's lighting up the path and you're like, oh shit, is he going to get up there before the mask guy finds him? Like that is a scene you would see in a horror movie, but that doesn't That's necessarily true. make it like a hard horror movie. And if the movie wasn't only like uh, $200,000 or whatever it was, <laughs> like you could afford a score that would have been like, oh my God, he's coming up the path, the man in the pig mask. And it would totally. be like very scream music going, ring, <laughs> And like it would make you feel a very certain specific way. Yeah, I think the music would have depicted if it was a horror movie or not. This movie didn't have the budget for music, so it just made it an awesome movie. Cool. It's all counts. Thank you for downloading this episode of Movie Time Machine. New episodes of Movie Time Machine drop on Fridays. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, send us a message at movietimemachine at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Movie Machine Pod, where you can get the most recent updates when new episodes are hitting your favorite podcasting platforms. Thank you for listening. Join us next time. 
See you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Peace.